you not seen that? Hello there, and welcome to the second episode of How the F*** Have You Not Seen That? Uh, a fan critical podcast. Yay. Um, yep, yay indeed. Yeah. Um, or even a more muted yay there. So um, if you're a first time listener, uh, ultimately the concept for this podcast came, I guess, in a chat between the five of us. Uh, the five of us being me, John, Len, Gaz, uh, Emma and Lucy. Um, where we started to find out the secret shame, the uh, the hidden films that all these years we'd pretended to have seen, but actually not seen. Um, and that led to last week's debut episode, where we covered the original Robocop, um, as mm-hmm. as our little yeah. fella, Gaz, um, had never actually seen it. Um, but now he has, uh, and it's fair to say you loved it, didn't you? Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. So there are, um, you know, you can, you can no longer call me short or accuse me of not having seen Robocop because neither yeah. of those things are true. Well, you are very short. It's one's definitely true. Well, we'll be calling you something else in this podcast because I'm going to assign you an identity. So don't worry about that. Um, but look, it was you two last week. This week, um, I've been drafted in, uh, given oh, yeah. my given my expertise mm. uh, clever. On, on this week's film. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode focuses on the 1992 Tarantino classic, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Who yeah. the fuck's not seen that in Fan Critical? Well, you're about to find out. I've also noticed that I haven't actually introduced you both, so um, it, it would seem kind to... Um, today I'm joined uh, by two men, um, and I use that term very loosely. Uh, the, the first man is our own good guy, uh, a man that is morally absolutely doing the right thing, um, but probably in the worst way possible that's going to lead to us all being killed. Um, it's our own Mr. Orange. It's Gaz. How are you, mate? Hey, mate. I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. Um, shocking internet connection. So, to be honest, if I just drop out of this, then uh, carry on. It's like I'm not even here anyway. So it's like you've bled out. You know, there are there are times in this film, bled out in the corner yeah. of the room. You know, you're like, yeah. is Mr. Orange dead? <laughs> yes, he is uh, dead. Oh no, he's not dead. Oh, he's dead. He's not. Is he? Yeah. Comes in with the best moment, best moment of the movie. So don't worry about yeah. it. Well, yeah. Um, and obviously, if you're Mr. Orange. Um, I really wanted to make you Mr. Pink, to be honest, but mm. it, I mean, it felt wrong. I wouldn't argue about it. It's beneath me. The thing about Gaz is he's he, he's probably the one of us that looks the most like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that is true. Probably. I mean, so, shame, I none of us look like that Steve is true. Buscemi. No, but you look the most like yeah, Steve Buscemi. I mean, like, think oh, about sorry, it. No, you I do. thought you, you meant the most. So, no, he looks more like Tim Roth. Oh. You're very thin. You're very thin, wiry, you've got odd little face. Wow. You know, it, perfect. It does look a little bit like Steve Buscemi as well. Um, <laughs> he does, but, he? <laughs> uh, like a good-looking version. So, uh, yeah, yeah, better-looking. If version, Gaz yeah, yeah. is Mr. Orange, then naturally uh, the second man in this podcast has to be, you know, Mr. Orange's best mate. Ultimately, the one that dies for Gaz. Um, and rumours <laughs> yeah. this could happen in real life. Um, it's our own Mr. White. <laughs> it's Len. Now, Ooh. yeah, it's pretty good, right? Happy with that? Yeah, pretty well, good. You fucking should. Be. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, you should be. Yeah, yeah it could have been worse. You've got off lightly there. Could have been worse. Um, I mean, would would yeah. you do that for me? I'm the coolest character. What do you mean? Well, 
I'll tell you something, Gareth. If we were criminals yeah. and I found I would take a bullet for you, yes. Aww. But if I found out that you had you know destroyed us yeah. all and, and sold us out like an undercover little rat, Weasel. then I would have <laughs> uh, then I would also shoot you in the head at the end mm. as well. So it, it goes both ways. Both things would happen. Mm. Goes both ways, yep. Yeah, much like you actually. I don't. I I mean, you're extremely lucky to get Mr. White, given that the reason we're doing this podcast is that you've not fucking seen this film. Now, you're a fucking film student. How is that even possible? (laughs) It's one of those ones that sort of, you know, you you kind of. I said this to Gaz like last week. If anyone listens to the Robocop thing, I. It's not like I didn't watch it because it was ultra violent. My parents didn't let me watch it or something. Because Robocop was, as I said in the last podcast, the second videotape that I owned <laughs> at the age of five. And I saw Alex Murphy getting blown to pieces. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's our ultra violent film. Like, that is more violent than Reservoir Dogs. Definitely. So, my parents had no problem in shel- sheltering me uh, from violence. They didn't really care. Uh, Gareth even said they're bad parents. Told my mum that. She's not happy, Gareth. She had a word. So, probably right. Yeah, well. She said, next time we're on a FaceTime, she'll have a Sorry. word. Um, but uh, yeah, so the reason I haven't seen this one is purely because I, I just missed it. And then and it's one of those films that it you, you always say to yourself, oh, I'll watch that. When I've got a bit of time, I'll watch that because everyone always talks about it. And you know the famous scenes, obviously, and I've seen them and I know I get the references. <laughs> I get the references. <laughs> but it was always something I put off. And it got to the point where, you know, eventually it was just like, ah, oh, just, just say I've seen it. Just, just lie. Life with teeth. <laughs> you um, fucking snake. And, you know, and everyone was having a go. Every, yeah, I know, little snake. Everyone was Worm. having a go at me um, in this podcast. And actually outside of the podcast, uh, some of our listeners are having a go mm-hmm. at me, saying, how have you not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, we don't know, are we? You know, I have seen. <laughs> no, no, I know. And I have seen. <laughs> and I have seen that now. Um, so and then I was like, oh, I've seen every Tarantino film that people know of until we came up with this series, yeah. and I had to admit the shame mm. of not seeing Reservoir Dogs. So now I can say categorically, I have seen every Tarantino movie. Hey, Len, good. I I know that I know that you you're sort of saying, oh yeah, you just didn't get round to it. I'm wondering whether you were put off. Um, perhaps you read this review. From uh, somebody on oh, IMDb yeah. called Unbuckwall. Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, now, oh, yeah. Unbuckwall leads again. with the title "A Tasteless Exercise in Violence," and mm. I wondered whether maybe that had put you off. Oh well, Gareth, it didn't. And I, I tell you what, I did do though, because after I watched the film, I actually, and I'm sure John will will, will help us with this, mm. but I um I wanted to read some articles about reviews about this film and see what they said about it. Because I really enjoyed it, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, it, apparently, it was pretty slammed when it first came out for being too violent. Uh, and uh, well, certainly in, in hindsight, the UK. I don't think it's that violent at so, all. Certainly in the UK. So um, that kind of feeds into the story of why I really wanted to see it as a kid. So um, I guess uh, not to be too grim, but there was a fairly gruesome crime in the UK. Uh, in the early 90s um, that basically involved uh, two um, kids, um, pre-teen kids, killing, you know, a, a, a toddler. God, this is not um, where I thought this was this, going. No, I know, this, I know, I know. Is, I know, it, is I know. this Bolger? Is this, is this, yes. Yeah, this is, this is the James Bolger. Bolger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
James Bolger, yeah. yeah. And obviously we had the whole thing in the UK uh, in the early 90s of kind of burning all the like video nasties is uh, is what they were called. So obviously Charles yeah. Clay 1 and yeah. 2 um, were kind of the core, the <laughs> oh, core focus. Len's, Len's parents hoarded all of, all of the copies yeah. of that to show Len <laughs> on his yeah. fifth birthday. They yeah. tra- traumatised as a child but, um, for life. But I guess uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs coming out in, in 92 um, and in the UK in 93. So, I mean, it did, it did fairly well in the cinema, um, but it didn't come out... Uh, on VHS in the UK until like 95, um, which is, yeah. uh, and then obviously it was delayed even longer until it debuted on, on television, which is where I saw it. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can kind of see how it would have kind of fallen into that whole, this is too violent and blah, blah, blah. I mean, in reality, yeah. it's not, is it? It's not even that bad. No, no. But no. I would say that, no. Um, no. because, you know, I am the Mr. Blonde, um, of this podcast, you know, I, I am likely to be you, you, the homicidal yeah. maniac that almost certainly See, gets us I've in trouble. I've always thought of again. you as more like Joe. Yeah, I wish I was. I wish I was, to be honest. Um, I actually think he is the most underrated character in this film. Like, it, it, when you go back and yeah. watch it, I He's want right. more Joe. He's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I love how, Len, you just prove his point by going, ah, oh, he's all right. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is underrating him I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. no I agree oh, with Len I think he's alright no he's brilliant alright he's bloody brilliant yeah, okay. um, but we'll get on to our favourites in a bit um, so yeah. uh, Len you, you've obviously talked about why you hadn't seen it um, Gaz what's your story of um, of Reservoir Dogs when, when did you see it were, were you a small child um, or were you no, a small I wasn't, adult no I wasn't no no I had, I had responsible parents um, good uh Small parents, but responsible. And um, so I didn't see it until probably about 10 years ago. Uh, I remember, yeah, well, that's that's a fantastic impression of my mum. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it, was, it was one of those, I saw it in my last year at university, actually. And wow. I remember thinking that Mr. Orange looked quite a lot like one of my housemates. Um, oh, yeah. Then, you, you know, I mean, Bunny. <laughs> yeah, he does a little bit. I mean, not really though. Oh, wow. Bunny looks a bit more. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're similar. Bunny had a moustache mm. or a goatee, little you goatee, know, and longer hair, and longer hair. Yeah, but you know, that's not the yeah. point. Good. Um, yeah, but uh, I liked it when I saw it the first time. I'm going to be mm. honest. I didn't love it, and um, so I'm really glad that we've we've done this so that I can watch it again. And I've got full appreciation for it. It's an excellent movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm delighted. Len hadn't seen it. Mm. That shocks me that you didn't love it the first time. Yeah, I know. It shocked me when I was watching it. I was like, why didn't I love this? I'm not sure. <clears throat> um, Fair so, enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, we all we've all done silly things. Yeah, absolutely. This podcast one. So um, <laughs> now the story of me seeing this film. Um, it was quite a nice little journey to go on, me kind of remembering, you know, old places in Deptford, which is where I grew up, um, which is a hovel. Deptford? Um, more like I mean, it's Deadford. Deadford. Deadford, yeah, oh. yeah, more like Dartford. No, that's that's a different place. Um, so <laughs> Different place. Uh, there was a, the video shop in Deptford, um, obviously, because it wasn't nice enough to have a blockbuster video. Um, 
the video shop in yeah. Bedford was was uh, was Mr. Videos. Yeah, so oh. it was pretty good in there. And it had a little smiley face TV, like the, a TV that was alive. <laughs> and he was like, hello, look, do you want to watch stuff on me? I'm like, it's a bit Ooh, weird lovely. logo, but whatever. Um, uh-huh. And every time I used to go in there... With slogan. <laughs> well, just Mr. Videos was the slogan. Name and slogan. Yeah, so don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> lazy. Lazy. Yeah, lazy. Oh, Mr. Video. <laughs> Mr. Video? <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Mr. Video's plural... You know, because it's not Mr. Video. That that would be a terrible business model. Oh, hello there. Can I rent <laughs> yeah, this one, one film yeah. that you lend out to one person a day? <laughs> it's, out, it's out at the moment. Um, <sighs> but anyway, so I used to go in there and um, they had this poster up of Reservoir Dogs. Um, and it uh, on the poster, it had like banned until blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fucking hell, that looks cool. Um, but obviously, I mean... I looked like a young child and so did my mate. So there was no way we were going to be able to rent it. It was an 18. Um, mm. Now, yeah, uh, we could get away with renting 15s back in uh, 96, yeah. which is when I was like 11, just, knocking on 12. Just to explain to any non-British listeners, that's our uh, certification system. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. R-rated in America. R. Rated R. R. Um. So yeah, so we went in and we managed to rent uh, the Leprechaun instead. Oh, great <laughs> film! Jesus, so, horror classic. I'm sure, that'll be making an appearance in a, in a worse than Netflix or something. Oh one my day. god, but, um, one of the most racist films of all time. Yeah, it is. All yeah. time that film. Yeah. How Hilarious. do you stop the Leprechaun? Just throw shoes at him. It slows him down because he cannot not <laughs> shine the shoes. <laughs> Because they love that, don't they? <laughs> Unbelievable. They bloody love yeah. it. And Jennifer Aniston's in it as well, which is a bit mad. But anyway. So, so um, yes, she is. Oh, your issue with it is that it's racist towards leprechauns. Yeah, that is the main issue. And also the quality of the film is abysmal. <laughs> well, he was dressed in Irish clothes, mate. So Well, Gary, <laughs> if you start doubting things like leprechauns, they'll come and get you. And, uh, and to be honest with you, considering your height... Yeah. You should not be trifling around with leprechauns because yeah. they, they could take befriend you. Them. See that one coming? Yeah, befriend them. Yeah. A little pot of gold. But anyway, that's why he's saying he, 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 it's misdirection. He is a leprechaun. He's trying to just prove them so that we don't hunt him down. Just shut up! Correct. I'm trying to finish shining this shoe, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I had to make do with with that until uh, in 1997 uh, in the UK there was a big deal about Channel Four um, screening. Reservoir Dogs for the first time on um, on terrestrial TV, um, which is why I know that the first time I watched Reservoir Dogs uh, was the day after. So Sunday, June the 1st uh, was when I watched mm. the taped version of Reservoir Dogs. I wish I still had it just for the adverts. Yeah. It always makes me laugh. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I watched it as a kid. So again, 97, I'd have been about 12. Um I fucking loved it. I think I watched it like three times in that day alone. Um, I then tried to, uh, (laughs) in the coming weeks, in the coming weeks, I did try and write my own story, (laughs) um, which meshed (laughs) um, Scream and Reservoir Dogs as one film so that one of the guys was killing off the rest of the guys and you had to guess who it was. Um, and to be honest, I'd quite like to see that film. Um, yeah, that, that, that works. Yeah. yeah, but 
yeah. I couldn't make up my mind who the who the killer would be. Um because Mr. Blonde gets killed off fairly quickly. So you're like, oh, fucking hell. I mean, that is the obvious one. And then as a kid, I was like, yeah. he's so cool, though. So then I just brought him back. And then I didn't really know where I was going with the story. So I just ended it. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That is a true story. That is the, how my mind worked as a kid, is to just take stuff and just copy it and then just fuck it up completely. Um, but yeah. There you go. A bit right. like you're doing with this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but it took, took took something that me and Gareth did last week, and you know, you're trying to trying to put your own spin on it, but it's exactly the same yeah, in a good. way. And then you're just going to give up halfway through. Yeah. So that's the end of our episode. Um, no. So what? So what we're going to do? Um, we will go into our favourite scenes and actors, and I guess look, this is a long time ago. This film, so I'm interested to see whether or not there there's things that you think of age badly. I mean, there's one thing in particular that I think has not aged well at all. Um, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but we'll then, uh, we'll end this podcast um, on uh, on Len. Uh, we're basically going to give you a quiz, mate. Uh, and it's six questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything less than a, a three, I consider utter failure. Yeah. Um, Gaz can yeah. play along as well. So this is yeah. Um, no, no need. So this is born. This, this is born out of the idea that in last week's podcast, I said to Gareth, "I can give you the rubber stamp that you've seen the film." But then I realised when I was editing the podcast, I was like, "He could have just been, you know, he didn't actually say that much in that podcast. He was pretty quiet." I was just chat- taking any I was opportunity to just claim <laughs> the idea that you've just and come then, up with now, John. Yeah, I, I have messages proving it. <laughs> but the idea is you need to get three right to get the stamp. Yeah. Yes, John just said that. Yeah. Well, then you're starting on a minus one in this quiz, mate. So deserving. Oh, no. That's just the way it goes. And also, Gaz can play along. If Gaz beats you, you have to give him a hundred dollars. So that is. <laughs> That is what? a fact. We've now said that, so that has to what happen. If beat, what if I beat Gareth? What if I beat Gareth? You already me 90. So. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, look, if you beat nah, Gaz, that, you'd get the, the pride, yeah? Good. Um, but actually, before all of that, we should probably blueberry this film. I'll go first, um, yeah. because it's going to be very short and sweet. Uh, this is a five-bloob like film. And anyone that doesn't think this is a five-bloob film is a cretin, and that includes you listeners. So, uh, Gaz, oh God. Um, bloob it for me. Are you going to mimic three my fight? No, man. Not three bloobs. <laughs> no, go on. no, that's a joke. It's definitely a five bloob movie. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm angry at 21-year-old me for not thinking this was incredible at the time. No, but we'll explore that in a bit. So, um, Len, you've obviously not seen this film when it should be seen, which is the early yeah. 90s. So there are a couple mm-hmm. of things that you're probably confused about, you know, the the loving with 70s music and the ill-fitting suits. But um, talk to me. Yeah. Score this film. Okay. You're not going to like it, John. Oh, and, and, and this is this is going to hurt. This is going to this is going to hurt your, your your feelings. So I'm coming at this from a perspective of seeing all of Tarantino's other films, and for me, my favourite Tarantino film is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's fine. And I think that is a far superior film to this film. It is film. a better film, yeah, uh, I agree. It's a better film. So if I were to take it on a scale of that's my that's my perfect Tarantino film, I have to give this four blueberries. No, you don't. 
uh, for that no, reason don't. because and I'll, no. t- I'll tell you no, why you don't works. need no. to. We've explained now, this already. Hold on, hold on, hold no, on. Listen, everyone listen. relax, everyone chill out. Right? Let's not turn on no, each other I'm, just you yet. Know, Crash shoot each listen, other at the end. You know, you know how I feel about misuse of the blueberry system. No, hold on, I, I'm hold not on. Everyone calm down, all right? I've got the diamonds. So basically... We had this argument before where Gaz was annoyed with you because you gave Misery five bloobs. And then he said, you're saying Misery is as good as The Shining. And you said, no, it isn't. But I can still score them both five bloobs. So it's absolutely fine if you want to score this as a four bloob. (laughs) But don't score it four bloobs because Pulp Fiction's a five. Because they can both be five bloob films. Agreed. Also, that now means that you think Misery is a better film than this as well. That's mental. That is fucking mental. Mi- mis- misery, misery, misery has has a special place in my heart for that podcast that we did on it and when we watched it. To be honest with you, that is that is for me one of our funniest ever films mm. that we've done. Um, Joker as well. And this is a great. I think Joker is a better film than this Absolutely film. Absolutely not. But uh, that's my opinion. But uh, I enjoy this film a lot. I think there's a lot of great things in here. You can really see the start of Tarantino's career and the great things that he goes on to do. I just think that there, it, it, it didn't have that spark for me watching it since I've seen some of his other work. Um, I, I, I thought, I didn't think it aged badly at all, by the way. I think, I think it holds up pretty well. Uh, I, I, I had a really good time watching it, but there are other Tarantino films that I prefer. And, I didn't get the sense of enjoyment out of this of a five blueberry. I think it's very well put together. I think the acting's very good. I love the concept, but it's just it just didn't quite make the five blueberry for mm. me. That is madness. And that's harsh. That is madness. But I have to just be honest how I, I feel. I can't wait until and, and this is what we said in our Westworld podcast. Mm. I, the other I week. can't wait. I, have I to can't be wait until the next uh, Westworld episode. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I give it Zero five. Bloobs already. I give it five. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, look, that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm stunned to be honest. But look, you know, that's absolutely yeah. fine. So I'm, just, I'm going to ignore you for a second now because everything you say now is nonsense. Okay. But because um, you're not allowed, you're not allowed opinions on this podcast. We've already said that before. You're oh, supposed to be the fucking hype man as well. But anyway, regardless. Um, Gaz, cheer me up. Why don't you tell me? Spanner in the works. You know, uh, all these years, you go back, you watch the scenes. What, what for you is uh, is your favourite scene or scenes of this film? Do you know? <clears throat> this is the thing, and and maybe maybe this is what uh, bumped up my enthusiasm was the the opening scene. I I don't remember thinking how cool a movie this was mm. when I watched it the first time. Let me tell you what Like a Virgin's about. It's all about a girl who digs a guy with a big dick. Entire song. It's a metaphor for big dicks. No, it ain't. It's about a girl who's very vulnerable. She's been fucked over a few times and then uh, she meets a guy who's Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, Green Bay. Tell that fucking bullshit to the tourists. Five minutes into it, pre-titles, I was like, this is yeah. awesome. This is so good. And uh, do you know what? It's interesting that you bring up Pulp Fiction, Len. It it reminded me yeah. of some of the beats in in Pulp Fiction. Mm. The, um, yeah, you, you see, know. there's a lot of there's a lot of it stays the same. I'm like, like that that opening scene that Tarantino does here with them round the table talking about tipping and Madonna. Mm. 
That is what Tarantino excels at. Loves tipping. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. And everyone thinks it's all these violent set pieces <laughs> and all stuff. He loves tipping. He is excellent at dialogue. When his characters have a scene of dialogue mm. that is elongated, you are constantly on edge. The camera's always moving. The dialogue's always realistic. They're always talking about... You feel like these are real people. Yeah. And you can see in that first scene, you see that throughout all of his films. Yeah. You see that throughout, like, Inglorious Bastards, like, in the bar scene, you you know, Pulp Fiction, the restaurant scene, and all the scenes between the characters. The dialogue is so on point. Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. And you're right. That first scene, straight away, is the introduction to Tarantino's glossing career mm-hmm. by putting these characters together. And straight away, you're like, they're just having a conversation. Yeah. Did you just say... And that's quite alien. Did you just say glossing career? Gliss- Bloss- yeah, I've, I've had glistening a or I've had some beers. Sorry, um, garbling. <laughs> garbling. Uh, it's my <laughs> glabble, glabble, glabble. Yeah. For yeah. our alien no, listeners. Gl- no, that, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. No, it's, you're right, Gaz. That is a good yeah, scene. Is, good scene. Yeah. Well, annoyingly, I'm going to completely agree. So um, uh, I'll refer back to my notes. Uh, and I said, I genuinely think the opening for this film. Um, obviously the dialogue, but also the establishment um, of the characters, their morals, uh, yeah. the foreshadowing. So you've obviously you've got Mr. Orange, grass is up, Mr. Pink. Put in throw in. Mr. Pink. Uh, you've got Mr. Pink that won't, he won't yeah. tip. I don't tip because society says I have to. Um, so he's, he's in it for himself. Um, I, I, I mm. genuinely think uh, someone, uh, I actually read a, a, a part saying that even um, Tarantino's um, monologue about Madonna means absolutely nothing mm. to the story and it's also representing him as a character <laughs> like he offers nothing to the film yeah. whatsoever he's almost yeah. like it's good that. a MacGuffin yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a way um, yeah. I, I genuinely think this might be the best put together introduction um, of a film of all time um, and I'm not even talking about the fact that when they leave the calf um, the music hits and they walk down the street in slow-mo and you just get one-on-ones with everyone. That was the Partridge family's Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted? Followed by Edison Lighthouse's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. As K-Billy's super sounds of the 70s weekend just keeps on trucking. Um, and in that moment, they even make Mr. Blue seem like a cool guy as well. So, I mean, yeah. fuck yeah. me. It's just Mr. amazing. Mr. Blue. Yeah. Have you not heard about Tarantino's next film? It's a spin-off about what happens to Mr. Blue in this well, film. Well, I mean, it's just, just about should, should we talk about um, the missed opportunity? I mean, you've obviously spoken about the similarities uh, between this and Pulp Fiction. Now, they obviously talked about, because, uh, I mean... Listeners may or may not know, but uh, Vic Vega in this and, and Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction are, are brothers. Um, so yeah. the idea that there was supposed to be a film about uh, those two um, kind of running right. roughshod over the world. But obviously it wouldn't make sense now yeah. because it was about 22, three years ago uh, and they're both very old. Um, yeah. and one of them died. Well, they both died. So you'd have them... <laughs> I mean, there would have to be some serious de-aging technology to pull that film off. But uh, 
Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. a shame. It's a shame you never got that. It is kind of a shame. But I kind of like the way there's just this tenuous link between yeah. them, to be completely honest with you. I, I feel like... I feel like... And they're both very interesting characters. Mm. Uh, Vincent Vega and Vic Vega. I mean, that would be a very odd... I can't imagine that film, you know, and I can't imagine it doing very well. Mm. Um, Maybe. I just can't see it, but I like the, t- I like the in-universe stuff. I love in-universe links. Yeah. And Tarantino's other films, I mean, I can't think of how many links there are between his films, mm. but that must be probably one of the strongest ones. Obviously, aside from Kill Bill 1 and 2, which are essentially the same film. I like it, but... I don't think we need a film out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to happen now anyway, but there you go. And if it did, it would be no, like... It's not... Yeah. yeah it would. Be, uh, what, what's a kid from fucking... Um, uh, he was in High School Musical. What's that kid's name? I mean, he's a man, but... Zac Efron. Zac Efron, yeah. It would be like him and someone else and they'd be the, uh, the, the Vega brothers. How shit would that be? Very shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So um, uh, it probably makes sense to, to talk about the soundtrack of this film. Now, you've mentioned Pulp Fiction. Um, uh, I would say that Reservoir Dogs' soundtrack is better than Pulp Fiction's. Ever listen to Kay Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s? And again, I, I would hazard that it would be extremely difficult um, to come up with another film that has a better soundtrack than, than this. Yes. Now, I will say this. It it's very fleeting the moments in which music is used. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of time in this film where there is no music used, uh, and it's just literally <laughs> acoustic sound in a warehouse. But um, when it does use music, it is very effective. I will give it that. Oh, yeah. I do think there are better soundtracks out there in terms of using music more. But it use the quality of the choice. Can't of having a dig good. it in, yeah. I like the fact that they. I, I like the fact that they reference this radio station, this seventies radio station that they keep listening to. Yeah. <laughs> Super and, sounds of the seventies. Uh, I like yeah. the fact that that has a yeah, and that has a little narrative through line throughout the film, which I kind of enjoy. So yeah, I think I think it's very good, John. I would say there might be better out there, but it did impress me. <laughs> Len mused. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> so um, okay, I mean, there's one scene in this film where i mean the music plays a huge part and uh, I, i'd be loath to not talk about your reaction to mr blonde carving up um a police officer um to the to the sounds of um Steeler's wheel and stuck in the middle with you Now, I assume you've you would have seen this scene before watching the film, um, but how did it feel watching this scene play out uh, in the context of uh, of the film? What I really enjoyed about this scene is, and, and this is where I guess it got its ultra violent tag. To be honest with you, um, what I really enjoy about this scene is how sort of insane 
it is. And I love the camera shot that tracks leaving um, leaving the room and then going back into the room. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, just staying with this whole scene and the way that the, you know, they say it's ultraviolet and stuff, and it is, it is. Well, but it was in 92. I like the definitely. way that the camera... Yeah, I like the way the camera artfully, like Tarantino pulls it back for the chopping off of the ear. And then it sort of blurs a bit. So you don't really see what's going on. And then the next time you see it, you know, it's <laughs> it's after the fact. And it's just actually a, a very elegant way of showing the violence. Mm. Um, <laughs> elegant. So I I think this is the best scene. In the, yeah, it's an, ele- it's an elegant way of showing the violence. Beautiful. I think this is the best best scene in the film. Yeah. So, certainly and the most memorable. obviously yeah. one of... The, one of those, yeah, one of those Tarantino moments where hmm. you feel, uh, obviously at the time when people watch this, they don't know how to feel when they watch his scenes because it's one of the first, it's pretty much the first film we did. So, but it's that idea that now watching it, I know how his directing works. It's like, okay, I'm on edge. Something's going to happen here hmm. constantly. You're just constantly watching. When is it going to happen? And then when it happens, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and it's great. I loved yeah. it. I love it. I love the use of the music. I love the violence. I love the way it's shot. I love the acting. This is the best moment of the film by a mile. Um, good, good moment for Mr. Orange as well. Yeah. yeah great oh, moment. Yeah. And this, you know, <laughs> and I don't want to reference films. I don't want to reference films that like I thought about when I watched this scene. But, uh, but it was but, Infinity War. Wasn't and and, and it was me on this. Yeah. I don't want to spoil this film. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Saw. And I'll tell you why I thought, just because I won't, I, I won't, it's so random, but just because of the the way that you just forget about this character, uh, you forget about Mr. Orange in a way. He's just sitting there. And like John said, like Gareth, in a lot of our podcasts just sort of bleeds out in the corner and you forget about him for a while. But then out of nowhere, Boom. he comes out with some bangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. So yeah. Yeah. But mm. I mean, were you actually talking about Infinity War there, or I mean, I was just joking. But no, saw. Oh, saw. saw. I thought you said Thor saw when the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Thor. No. <laughs> that would have been mental. Yeah. Bring me Mr. No, Bond. I said saw. I said saw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh, coming back, coming back to uh, to that scene and and the moment where he walks out of the warehouse, and you hear like the sound mixing where you've got kids playing in like a park nearby. juxtaposition of you know the fact that i mean it's just a a normal neighborhood Mm. with kids playing in a park and then you've just got this fucking homicidal maniac slicing off the ear and then wanting to burn a policeman alive like it's 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 brilliant yeah Yeah. (laughs) it it shouldn't be that's brilliant brilliant. but it is it is just so good um yeah now we we've talked about mr blonde uh, a fair bit um and his is a performance that is fucking awesome but if i had to and i'll start with you gaz if i had to ask you for your favorite performance in this film 
um, what what performance would it be? Which one am I again? Um, that one. <laughs> yeah, the leprechaun. Um, <laughs> He's not in it, mate. <laughs> no, the, um, but, but that's that's the thing. That is hey, the, hey, shine your shoes for you. Hey, shine your shoes. Shine hey, your shoes. Shine your shoes. <laughs> Yeah, he's good, eh? Excellent. So uh, that that that's the key thing about this um, about this film is that all of the performances are brilliant. Like the acting is insane. Yeah, that's that is. Yeah. You, you can't you can't yeah. argue that. I well, when I was watching it, I had a, dis- a distinct winner in my mind yeah. who I felt was the best actor in this film. Sure, and I, I, I you weren't asked the question yet. You weren't asked the question. So yeah. let, let me answer. Let me answer. So, um, the, the, as I was saying, the the performances are insane across the board. So yeah, I thought it was Steve Buscemi, <laughs> and um, there is a standout, and for me, it's Steve Buscemi. Um, and Correct. I mean, he's brilliant. He's brilliant in everything, though, isn't he? Like his mm. face is so yeah. captivating. It's mm. so fucking weird, like, but it's like yours. It's like interesting. Yours, it's it's a it's a. Beautiful, beautiful man's face, um, and I love it. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got. He's, no, I agree. I've got the I same agree. piercing blue eyes as him. You're right, Len. Good yeah, point. Good mm. fact. Uh, I think Steve Buscemi is the best character. I, I, I thought he was the best as I was watching it. I was like, yeah, he's yeah I would give. I, I, I felt he was the most. You'd give him what? I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just so skittish, and I love, I love it when he plays skittish and he plays these sort of tweaked out characters and he's tweaked out in this film he's like totally on edge but at the same time at the end of the film he's got presence of mind to essentially escape the situation <laughs> as the winner yeah. uh so he's a little weasel i'm a big fan of weasels so good work steve yeah. no I, I i i agree and i also have a special place in my heart for uh for tim roth um because yeah. i mean he's he's yeah. a little little english fella um and he's coming into this film uh, surrounded by like these heavyweight actors, particularly someone like Harvey yeah. Keitel. Um, and yet he, he more than holds his own. And, and actually, um, his his relationship with Harvey Keitel, there's there's a bit where they're sitting in the car and they're, they're scouting out the, the bank. Um, yeah. And Harvey Keitel's mm-hmm. obviously running, um, or Mr. White is running Mr. Orange through kind of the plans and what they're supposed to do just so Mr. Orange yeah. so he knows that Mr. Orange knows what's going on and then he just points at the uh, <laughs> uh, some girl walking past and says that girl's ass and he goes yeah just right here I dick yeah. and they both crack oh, up lap. and it's yeah. like yeah. that yeah. is actually that feels like a real conversation that is happening between two guys that genuinely yeah. look like they're enjoying yeah. being one another's company I think the yeah. um, uh, and I and I yeah well, I think that's the one for me, like I like the relationship between Mr. White and Mr. Orange. And obviously that's central to the end of the mm, film. Heartbreaking. And central to the, to the entire, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. The, the only, the only, the, the only thing I felt when I watched this film and, and Tarantino, obviously I think his biggest problem as a director is his films are too long. They're just too long. He needs to cut so many scenes out of his films. I really enjoy Hateful Eight. I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like Inglorious Bastards. But there is it's so baggy those mm. films. They can so many scenes can go. This film had an hour and forty minutes, yeah. right? And I was like perfect length for the film. However, the one bit I felt of the film that could have been expanded upon was that relationship between Mr. Orange and Mr. Yeah. White. Maybe just one more I, scene I, would have really sold it for I me. I don't know. And I was amazed that he didn't have more of that in there. I think um 
uh, you've you've reminded me, and I, I've I've had a little flashback to when I first watched it. The reason that I didn't love it immediately is because um, I actually thought, given the, the opening scene, these guys seem like old friends, and like, mm, yeah. and it, I, yeah. I kind of I kind of hate the fact that they don't know each other. I know that's central to what's happening, yeah. Um, but I kind of wish that that they did that they were an old like gang that did this shit together all the time. It makes yeah. me sad that they're not. Um, yeah. I, and I think, I think actually it's quite given these circumstances, it's quite believable that we have seen the extent of the relationship between Mr. Orange yeah. and Mr. Yeah. yeah. I don't think no, there is. I, I, yeah. It just amazed me that considering how long he makes his films, like, you know, look at all of them. The, the, the runtime must be, the average must be like two and a half hours. It would just amaze me there wasn't one more scene. A bit like just our one. podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, too long, big time. Um, well, look, wonderfully put. I, I, uh, I absolutely agree, Gaz. There's, there's one more thing that I'm going to ask you both before we, uh, before we go into the quiz. Um, if uh, I'm nervous about the quiz, you should be, mate, because the way in which I was going to make <laughs> oh. it really easy, but actually, and to be honest, <laughs> I decided not to Google a quiz because I thought oh, you God. would go on the internet and start looking at stuff. I'm not. So I was like, I am gonna, I've made it up. All these questions are from my head. Um, oh, fuck. Shell took this They're quiz this morning. Um, there's one question where you can get half a point. Uh, there's six questions and she got half a point. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. But also, she hasn't <laughs> oh, seen it in well. years. So it is, you know, it's different. Yeah, um, but I before, should do but well before, Okay. Well, you should do, yeah. Before we go into the quiz... Um, if you could have a color as your name, yeah. So it can be yeah. one in the film, or you know, just a different color that's not used. Um, what color would you go yeah. with, Len? His answer's uh, Mr. Ginger. He gets uh, Mr. I'll, Ginger. Well, obviously that's the boring answer. Are the colors allowed to be shades of colors, or do they have to be distinct colors? Well, that's I my mean, question. One, one like, of them's could Gareth Mr. be Blondes, Mr. Turquoise all, or Mr. Sa- Better off. It, do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, good question. I'd be Mr. Salmon. That'd be my choice. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. I just <laughs> think it's an elegant shade of pink. Next. What, right. Was your money on that? Not... <laughs> Mr. Salmon. What's yours then, Gaz? Well, I'm going to go with the uh, colour of my eyes, Mr. Ocean Blue. Well, I mean, you can't have two two yeah. words. And there That's is too Mr. long. Blue. I mean, of course well. you can. That's a shade. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. you're Mr. Well, Blue. Say Mr. Mr. Cyan Blue. or Mr. Fucking <laughs> Turquoise or something. Mr. Cyan, fucking ill. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Like the Last Samurai or something? Actually, like, Jesus I'm, I'm really, I'm a big fan of that. Then uh, I think that's a cracking shout. I'll be Mr. Cyan. All right, yeah, see? fair enough. Good. Yeah, love that. Um, for right, you, J Mac. I'll be Mr. Burgundy. So we've got. Mr. Oh, Burgundy. that's quite good. I like that. I, like that. I really yeah, like, like that. that. Yeah, I like that. Mr. Burgundy, Mr. Jazz Cyan. Flute. He's good at loads of other stuff. Yeah. And uh, and what was your one again, Mr. Salmon? Mr. Salmon. Mr. Salmon. Yeah. Yeah. It you sounds sure you like don't Mr. Want to be Pussy. Mr. Trout or. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Mr. Pussy, yeah. um, we're gonna begin the quiz. Um, as I say, Ooh, you cannot. You can answer first. I'm so nervous. You can answer first. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. if you're incorrect, I'll hand Gaz it over to Gaz. P- picks up the dregs. Cool. Yeah. Picks mm. up the dregs. So, yeah. as I say, um, 
Please. Saves you bacon. Oh, should we, should we put a little bit of quiz music on in the background? Do, do, oh, yeah. Do, do, do. yeah. So let's, uh, let's hit that quiz music. We begin. As I say, these questions are of varying difficulty and they don't scale up. So if you're like, fucking hell, I've completely fucked the first question. That, that doesn't mean anything. So question one. At the beginning of the film, Mr. Brown is talking about Madonna. Two songs are mentioned. What songs are they? So you get half a point uh, if you only get one. Like, and also, like a virgin. Oh, yeah, correct. True Blue. Oh, hello. Correct. It is Like a Virgin and True Blue. There you go. It's very impressive, mate. Well done. That's a good start. Um, and obviously Gaz doesn't get a chance to answer any of those, but I'm sure he definitely knew them no, as well. I okay. just, I, I did love that scene. And as I said about the dialogue before, it's um, it's just great how they're having that actual conversation. So that stuck out to me because I, I loved how they talked about those songs for quite a long while. Only, all right, mate, you don't need to keep telling us that you've seen it. You need to get two more two more points oh, yeah. and then we know that you've Sorry. seen it. And Sorry, also yeah. we need quicker <laughs> answers because I'm not convinced you're not Googling these. So uh, I gave that very quick. That's yeah, funny. but I heard some clicking in the background. Also, is is Madonna there as well? Um, so, question two: What is Mister Orange's real name? Oh fuck! Uh, I know his first name. Okay, no, nah, full name, full, full name, name, mate. Um, Freddie. <laughs> fuck, Freddie no. Peterson. Oh my word! <laughs> what terrible guess that is. Freddie. F- Freddie fuck. Oh, nah, nah, nah. I, nah, I don't, I don't know. I don't you know. It's, it. it's Freddie something. It's Freddie Gaz, something. Do you know Sorry, it? I don't know. See, I do know it, and I have a theory that the reason that he's Mr. Orange is because he's got a Dutch name. He's Freddie, like, Neuendijk. Correct. It is Freddie Neuendijk. Mm, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So if it's not about Madonna, you're fucked. Um, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Freddie Neuendijk. He thought this was a Madonna quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. Um, who plays Mr. Blue? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the title. Right, it's the one I can't remember. Edward. Oh. <laughs> Edward Bunker. Oh, he's got oh, it he's as well. That. He's, 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 <laughs> he's definitely I haven't Googled, Googled it, that. Gav. My hands are under my arms. I guarantee I have not Googled Why? that. I know. <laughs> Because I haven't Googled it. Because I was like, to Google. he, well, cause no, I'm just proving I'm not cheating. But you can't yeah, see no, me. That's fine. From that's it. fine. Oh, mate, look. I mean, you're close to getting a free. I didn't uh, get the fucking. Yeah. You, you really I didn't get should. Fucking Freddy one, did I? Well, no, you didn't. And that was an easier question as well. That's an easy um, one. You yes. are very close to getting the minimum score needed of free, but you should be aiming Yay. for more than that. Now you got two out of three. So, question four. In the Indonesian translation of Reservoir Dogs, no, not really. So, um, oh, fuck off. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Pink uh, is not a fan of his name, um, but he does suggest another colour. What colour does he suggest? Ah, uh, it's Mr. Purple. He says Mr. Mr. Purple. purple. Like, Spot on. Because it's similar to pink. Yeah. And then he's having no- Joe's having none of it. Yeah. I like that scene. Good scene. Joe's having none yeah, of it. Good. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. 
Your name's not Mr. White Bull, it's Mr. Pink! Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah. Yay! Question, so you've score. done it. You've, you've got the minimum score required. Well done. Yes! Um, well done, mate. Congrats. You've seen no, it. No, I mean, you're still harder, answering the other questions because, you know, you could get a high score. Yeah, okay. Really. Two more. Two more to go. Two more to go. So, question number five. Mr. Blonde, or Vic Vega, has a nickname used in the scene when he's just gotten out of prison. What is it? Oh, fuck. Honestly, that was one of the scenes where I sort of switched off a bit because they were wrestling. Wow. I remember him and Nice Guy Eddie wrestling. Oh, I don't, scene, John. Yeah, I sure don't know. I, I don't know the. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I just like the wrestling. Sorry, mate. Yeah, missed out. Gaz, have you? Have you, you got a... seen two men have a little wrestle on the floor? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just watched that five times. Wrestling. Leprechaun wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> hey Eddie, it's not. It's it's toothpick Vic. It is toothpick Vic. Toothpick, isn't it? Yeah, well done, uh, mate. Well done. Good. Sorry, I honestly um, didn't know that. So good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, watch it again. And not the wrestling bit. Skip that. <laughs> so, question number six, the last question. Again, you've already you've already yeah. done it, so no stress. Got the minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No um, throughout the film, we have musical interludes. The whole soundtrack is a playlist of seventies hits. What's oh. the name of the DJ playing them? Fuck. It's like Stevie Kick or something like that, oh, or Stevie so Stevie Kicks. It's it's something like that, man. No, this is so annoying. What, what's the name? Think of what the playlist is called. It's, the, it's like the 70s special show or something like that. No, fucking hell. Yeah, it's not that with, shit. With Stevie Kicks. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> fucking hell. No, so it's actually who Kate. Who the fuck is Stevie yeah, Kicks? Yeah, who the fuck Stevie Kicks? Jesus Christ. Hold on, don't I get a chance? <clears throat> oh, oh Kate, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. DJ K Billy. It is K Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. Correct, Gaz. Ah, so, so Stevie Kicks was very close. <laughs> well, no, but, yeah. but but the actor is Steve, Steve yeah. Stevie, Stevie Wright. Well, yeah, let's just face right, facts. Yeah. Thank fuck I scraped through with three there because mm, I should yeah. have got Freddie, so I should have had four, really. I think I think no. the, the DJ, <laughs> the 70s one's tough. Uh, and Toothpick, yeah, I got distracted. So well, There you go, look, you got all three out of six. So <laughs> By what? I get the stamp. Well done. I get the stamp. I get the stamp. Well done. All right. Oh, well, look, God. that's that's that that's scary. the end of that. Now you've escaped it. You don't have to watch it another ten times, but you do owe Yay. Gaz a hundred dollars. So well done, Gaz. Yeah. No, he, I on? got three. He got two. What do you mean? I got three. So no, he got all no, the ones that you got, me. mate. He had to. He had to beat me. He didn't. So <laughs> yeah, I got six. You. I got six. You got three. Yeah. Well, no, because there's no way. There's no way we knew that you didn't know. Fucking Edward Bunker. Yes, I did. Eddie Bunker, actually. Yeah, so. it is Eddie Bunker, yeah. Actually, well, so... I'm know. sure Eddie's short for something, so... Anyway. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's got little legs. <laughs> and that's where we should right. end uh, the podcast. But um, yeah. uh, should we announce the uh, the next... Uh, how the fuck have you not seen that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Um, I, su- I suppose so, it's so going to be me, Jack. isn't it? It's going to be me. So... <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I I haven't seen Spirited Away. Um, yeah. How the fuck have you not seen that? Know, How the right? fuck have you not seen that? Yeah. Uh, I've been focusing um, on Disney rather than Studio Ghibli. Um, but well, no, I'm looking forward to it. Ghibli. Well, Ghibli. Yeah, no. He's it, jibbled all over I, himself. You know what's going to be great about that 
is me and Gareth uh, gibble all over ourselves all the time, gibbly ourselves yep. up. I, well, <laughs> um, I gibble. I gibble all over the place. I, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we yeah. love them. We bloody Dude. love those gibbles. So Dude. what I will say is I am fascinated. Have you seen any other Ghibli before, John? No. So this, what I'm going to love about this incredible. is imagine John, how negative and sort of grumpy he can be sometimes. Yeah. And just imagine, Gareth, some of, the, some of the characters that we see in that film. I can't wait to talk to John about this. It's there are amazing, so many characters right? in that film where I look at them and go, that's John. That's John. That's John. Oh my god. That's Mate, John. Think think about think about all the all of the the regular workers. Yeah, I know that's what hotel. I mean. Oh that's my what god. I mean. They are John. Um that's not to mention oh, the I'm pigs, intrigued. Gareth. I, I, I almost feel pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like um this would be good enough for a spin-off podcast series. It's just yeah, John, John watches Ghibli. Ghibli. No, it's called John Watch Ghibli. John Watch yeah. Ghibli. Or Ghibli I haven't John. Got time for John Watch Ghibli, all right? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But anyway, so so that's the next episode, and that that'll be coming in the uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but that's Ooh. it. You know, if if you have enjoyed this uh, this episode, you know, send us your feedback at fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, yes, you can please. get us at Twitter as well, uh, fancriticalpod. Um, I'm not going to plug. I'm not going to plug Instagram to be honest, because what's the fucking point? Um, oh, you, you yeah. do you, mate? I, well, look, I'm sick of it to be honest. Um, and look, if you wanna if you wanna send us some some dollary dues over at patreon.com forward slash fan critical, you might be able to go, well, you know, have you seen this? And I'll go, no, and they go, all right, well, I'll give you sixty dollars. Now you have to watch it and do a pod on it. And I'll be like, fine. You know, and I've you got the money, so more for you. Yeah. So you could do that, couldn't you? Good. Yeah. All right, well look, Mr. White, Mr. Lovely Orange, stuff. thanks very much, gents. Thanks, Mr. Blonde. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Mr. 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 Blonde. Well done for passing the quiz. And um, I'll see you again uh, for another episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Bye. How the fuck Bye. have you not seen that? Oh, wait, now you have. Bye.